0: This is the House Call.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the House Call podcast. This is the Brick House. I'm here with Joe, and I'm here with Nick, and we're talking about this trade deadline, dude. We had some massive stuff go on at this trade deadline. We're going to talk about the two biggest trades. We're also going to talk a little LeBron scoring title again because he officially broke the record, and we're also going to give out some trade deadline grades at the end, but first want gonna give a shout out to our sponsor and that's Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code, the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. We just witnessed the greatest trade deadline in NBA history, in my opinion. But considering the names and the caliber of players who were moved and how many of them were moved, it was insane. And obviously the one we have to start with, is Dwayne Dedman in a second-round pick going to the Spurs? What a massive deal for... Oh, not that one? Okay. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Jakob Pertl going to Toronto for a first-round pick. No? Okay, not that one either. Maybe Josh Richardson? Okay, no. Okay, we'll talk about Kevin Durant, I guess. We'll talk about Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. And I guess where we'll start off this trade discussion. Because what a massive move. I mean... Listen, we all the other trades look insignificant after this one. I thought the Lakers and the and the Jazz made a big trade which we talked about earlier. I thought the Kyrie trade was big, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But Kevin Durant, man. KD and TJ Warren to Phoenix. Cam Johnson, Miles Bridges, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks and a pick swap go to Brooklyn. Obviously, the end to a chaotic era of KD, Kyrie, and Harden in Brooklyn with zero playoff success to speak of. And Phoenix gets one of the best players in basketball. So, Nick, I'll ask you, man. Are the Suns now winning the West and/or the finals? Um. Well, I definitely see them as the favorite
0: out West. It's you know it's kind of hard to put any of the other teams above them, especially seeing how their past performance, uh, playoff performances have been. Nuggets haven't impressed me in the playoffs. Grizzlies, you know, they they had their moments last year, uh, but when you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul it's going it's going to be such a hard hard stop for all of them and that's not even throwing DeAndre Ayton in there so uh Kevin Durant as long as everybody's healthy i see them making it out of the west and going to the going going to the
1: finals yeah i think it's going to be it's going to be really interesting i think it's going to be hard for them to move up as far as seeds go because KD's going to be out through the all-star break you have literally no depth CP3 isn't really the same and he gets hurt a lot. Booker's also a little bit injury prone, but that starting lineup has the potential to fit extremely well together. And listen, when KD was in Golden State, they didn't have the most depth on that team either, and they had a great lineup as well. So Joe, same question to you, man. What do you think about these Suns out West?
2: I don't think anything different than I thought before. I mean, KD's always hurt. Booker's always hurt, CP3's always hurt. There's nothing but turmoil in Phoenix. It's the way it's been since before the season started. I mean, Kevin Durant went from one turmoil-filled franchise to another turmoil-filled franchise. I, I, I would not be surprised if the rest of this year they maybe paid 20% of the games total together based on how yeah. their health and everything go. I don't think that it does anything for him. It doesn't really move the needle for me. Sure, Kevin Durant on paper is a great basketball player. Devin Booker on paper is a great basketball player. CP3 on paper is a really good point guard. DeAndre Ayton is really, really good at his job. I'm not sitting here and telling you that they don't have good players. What I'm sitting here and telling you is, is that they literally have a hospital ward for an NBA roster with no one to back them up. There's no one coming off the bench that scares me. These guys are gonna have to play 30 plus minutes a night. By the time they even make the Western Conference Finals, they're gonna be dragging ass. And there's teams out there that have big men to go up against them, you know? And plus you're talking about having to fit with brand new guys right off the bat. The only saving grace is that Kevin Durant is a ISO guy. Give him the ball, let him go to work. But how does that affect the rest of your offense? It's the same thing I said when Kyrie went to Dallas. Yeah, sure, you know he provides you an, another scorer who can put up you know a crazy amount of points. But how is that going to affect Luca? Where how are you? You're going to play one one like the first half, one the second half, and never have them on the floor together? Or are you hoping that Luca is the passer that gets Kyrie open and allows him to drive, or that he's just waiting to catch and shoot? every time Kyrie pulls the defense down. It's the same thing in Phoenix. I don't know how you think this is going to work. Like the only, and who's the leader on that Phoenix team? Who would
1: Ball. you say
2: this Is it Chris, Chris Paul? Paul?
1: Obviously Chris Paul, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, there you go. That's the guy who, who this all falls on now. If this fails, it's Chris Paul as a leader because we all know KD is not a leader. He's gonna, he, what, it's what he's always said. I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna do my job, I play basketball. I don't lead, I don't talk. I'm just there to play basketball, I'm there to win. Okay, good. Go there to win. Chris Paul, this is on you. You got to make this work. You got to be the guy to make this work. And guess what? If Chris Paul's not on the floor being the leader, this isn't going to work. And he's hurt all the time. Katie, hurt yeah. all the time. Booker, hurt all the time. Everything in the front office there, complete dog shit. Everything they got going on team-wide, team chemistry-wise, dog shit. I mean, it's literally just another dumpster fire waiting to fucking burn to the ground. That's how I feel about it.
1: Man, wow. Tell us how you really feel, Joe. Jeez. That is how Dude. I really
2: feel.
1: Oh, I know. I know it's how you really feel. Mike, so there's a lot of things I agree with you on there. The 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 injury problems, the injury concerns are obviously going to be there for all three of their best players. But you said getting Kevin Durant isn't going to move the needle for Phoenix. Like, bro, they got play. Kevin fucking Durant. He
2: doesn't it's, play. If he's
1: out there. If he's out oh, there, it, it, if I'm the seven
2: foot tall and able to, to windmill dunk from the three point line, I'd be an NBA all-star. But sure, you know what? Ifs obviously. don't get you shit in this world, all right? Like no it doubt. doesn't matter if they're healthy, no if they can make a run. It doesn't matter. Ifs don't get you there. All right? And right. as we've seen, you can have all the talent on a roster, i.e. Brooklyn. You saw it. All the talent in the world. They had some of the best scorers, some of the best ball handlers, some of the best ISO guys, and some of the best three point shooters on the same roster could not do it they're all gone now all right when lebron went down there with chris bosh and and d Wade, they didn't instantaneously walk to the finals it does not happen that way all right you have to have grit you have to fight you have to be able to come together at certain points in time i don't think phoenix can do it and that's why it doesn't move the needle for me
1: i actually literally talking
2: how many weeks ago about phoenix doing a full sell. Because we honestly right. thought that everything that was going on in that roster was—you un- couldn't come over it because we literally thought they were supposed to be the number one seed. They had all of everything on paper; it was supposed to be good. And literally from day one, they've been a dumpster fire. And now you bring mm-hmm. Kevin Durant in—great, who great, great talent. What does it do? What does it do for the chemistry of the team? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It changes nothing for me. Well, on how I view things. for me.
1: For me, it changes a lot. I think you now have one of the greatest scorers in the history of basketball on your team, and now your lineup is going to be almost unstoppable on the offensive end. Plus, KD is a really, really good defender, but all your points are taken. I still think, I personally think the Nuggets are still going to come out of the West because the things that you brought up, the chemistry, the the injury concerns, the lack of bench, the lack of defense, and now you've only got 25 or so regular season games to figure that out. It's going to be really really tough. And plus they still, you know, they still have KD's not even back yet. You know, Booker just got back. CP3, he might be leaving in another couple of weeks with a hammy cuz it always seems like he's got something going on. So, I'll personally still take the Nuggets. I don't know about you two, but I'll take the Nuggets. I'm sure Grizzlies are still in the mix. I know Warriors are definitely still in the mix as well. Lakers, we'll talk about them a little bit later. They just made a bunch of big trades, so who knows, but I I also want to talk about this trade from a Brooklyn Nets perspective because oh Able's. my god the the the, the, the Nets the, <laughs> but but just the just the absolute failure that was the KD Kyrie and and James Harden era in Brooklyn is absolutely ridiculous Nick I want to ask you first what are your first of all what are your takes on what you know the Brooklyn got back in return for Kevin Durant and then give me your take on you know their their whole era in Brooklyn
0: Uh, well, I mean, so I, I still think that the Nets could have got something a little bit better. I don't think that any of the, the young players that they got are somebody that you build a franchise around. I think that they're, I think they're all pieces that you put around a franchise player. So until they find that franchise guy over there, I think that they're just, you know, they're stacking up good young players and good, good, uh, just good role players. But I just don't think they're they're back to the Brooklyn Nets right before they got KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. So uh I, I don't think there's gonna be much going on with them.
1: Yeah, it's uh they've got a lot of nice young players, like you said now. They got a lot of nice, you know, two way, you know, wings. We see Cam Thomas dropping forty every night, it seems like at this point, um, which is crazy, you know, but I listen, you go from K D Kyrie and, and James Harden and now you got Spencer Dinwiddie and Ben Simmons and Dorian Finney Smith. Like you can't possibly be happy with that from a Nets fan perspective. So Joe, give me your take on on on, on this whole Nets situation. I think that they've been watching
2: the Brick House because what do I literally say? Commit to the set, Every time. Get as many picks yeah. as you damn can and build a damn team through the draft because that's how you do it. And guess what? Finally, someone's taking a book out of Danny Age's playbook because guess what they did? They got a bunch of really good role players, a bunch of young talent, a lot of first round draft picks, everything you possibly need to make a good team in the next one, two to three years. And hey, let's be real here. They, there is talent on that team. And obviously the turmoil has left. The cancer's been cut out. There's only one little spot left, and it's Ben Simmons. And he will be cut, I'm telling you. They will cut him because they can't trade him. No one wants him. They will cut him and pay him to not be in the building. And I'm okay with that. From every standpoint I could possibly be okay with that from. Get Ben Simmons off the basketball court. I never want to see him in a uniform again. The guy does not play, and when he does, he might as well be coming off the bench, playing like 15 minutes max a game because that's all he's good for. Besides that, they have a great team they're they're in a great situation right now front office wise this is an A plus all right you have draft capital you have young talent you can move around and hey let's be real here when the Celtics came in there with Jay Crowder where's he at now well I'm pretty sure he's in Brooklyn and they had everyone else Terry Rogier, you know Marcus Smart and, and all those guys were on that that uh, Celtics team we were all like hey who's the superstar here how are they going to compete they're you know middle of the pack in the playoffs and stuff like that. what'd they do what, what did they do?
1: What they got East Finals,
2: yeah. Yeah, East, East Finals. How many games did that final mm-hmm. that, that East Conference Finals go? Seven. Seven. Holy shit! That seven games with who was the, the 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 superstar there?
0: Well, we had the number one pick that we traded back, and then got Tatum.
2: Yeah, he was. But a you rough. were.
1: But he listen, the East was You'll, the East. The east was always also way weaker at that time it was literally just lebron well, and then he was great. running through everyone
2: yes and i get that right i get that there there's a there's a higher echelon of things i'm not saying the brooklyn nets are making the eastern conference finals okay i'm just saying that would be a good take that that would be a hot it take. would be a good take it would be a super <laughs> hot take i'm not that confident all right i i think that they're going to run into some problems if they make the playoffs after this all right that would be exciting if they i i actually feel better about the brooklyn nets without all of that drama than i did a few weeks ago because we sat here and we're just like Kyrie is a cancer KD is not a leader he's just a basketball player you need a leader on that team
1: you know ben
2: simmons is garbage like everything we said and now two of the three are gone and ben simmons should be cut here soon and then just eat that salary cap for however many years they got to And that's it. And you are ready to build. Now you have a lot of first round picks. You can trade those around. You can get really good talent. You can pick and choose where your talent is going to come in the draft. You can pick and choose. You can choose the draft you think has the most first round talent and just get as many of them as you can. You build a solid core and you go. Nets fans, if you're upset that KB is no longer there, you don't know basketball because he literally was doing nothing for you. If you're upset that Kyrie is no longer there, you don't know basketball because he was literally doing nothing for you. His stat lines are great. His The wins and losses, that's where I care. That's what I care about. Do you want to know why I love Marcus Smart? Because when he's on the floor, they're a better team. Does he score a lot of points? No. But he plays shit tons of defense. He sees the floor really well, and he's a gritty guy, and he can change the flow of the game. Those to be are be the guys. To, Brooklyn, want.
1: to be fair to Brooklyn, I think they were the two seed before KD got hurt, and they were like eighteen and two in their last twenty. But I mean, the I, I get I get all your points. I mean, they were winning games, and you know when KD and Kyrie, or I think it was KD and Harden, in that you know West Semis in twenty twenty against uh, Milwaukee. You know, if KD's foot's not on the line, maybe you know, maybe they're going to the to the East Finals. You know, so um, it's not a, it's it's not you know. There's you got a lot of what ifs with Brooklyn is the problem. There, you know, if this would have went right, if that would have went right, if he would have stayed healthy, it'll make he a great thirty healthy, for thirty. It'll make a great, gonna be an incredible, for 30. <laughs> incredible thirty for thirty. Unfortunately, it didn't lead to a title and it was a complete failure. But we'll transition to another big three who didn't lead to a, a, a title and a complete failure, and that's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. Because Russell Westbrook just got traded to the Utah Jazz, the Lakers get in return D'Angelo Russell. They got Malik Beasley, and they also got Jarrett Vanderbilt, and Mike Conley gets sent to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So this was a, I think this was a big trade, especially for the Lakers, because now they actually have pieces who are going to fit their team. Well, lo and behold, Rob Palenka, you finally did something. Wow, congratulations! But Nick, I'm going to go to you on this one, man. Like, what's your what what were your big takeaways from this Lakers Jazz and? Um, Shit! What was the other team? Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves, straight.
0: <laughs> so uh, I love, I love it from the Lakers' standpoint. They got younger, uh, you know, quicker, and they got rid of uh, a, a guy who wasn't going to be there next year. So uh, adding D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, I think, is tremendous, and uh, they that ke- the chemistry will will be a thousand times better the locker room will be a thousand times better uh he he's like one of those guys who was you know i don't know if you guys heard this but they said that last week of him being there was just it it was worse than cancer so uh i i there's probably a huge relief in that locker room when westbrook got traded and now everybody can just be a little bit more themselves
1: yep yeah I think it was a I think it was a huge trade for the Lakers as well chemistry wise they get way younger they get way more shooting they get better defensively I think it was a Rob Palenka actually did a good job for once slow clap Rob Palenka well done uh Joe what were your takeaways from this trade man
2: I mean, honestly, the Lakers, I, I love everything about what that team just did. They, they got the right pieces to play for that team. And as we were saying, Westbrook clearly, it, it's the same kind of thing, right? Like it's a guy who plays the game a certain way. And when he's allowed to play the game the way he plays the game, he's very, very good. The problem is, is that the way the Lakers played the game, it did not complement Westbrook's style of play and the one big Mm -hmm. thing that you always have with westbrook is is that you know he's you know speedy fast fiery you know he doesn't have all that good of a shot he's not really a talented shooter but he can get to the rim he can get to the line and he can change he can change the entire atmosphere of a basketball game when he's doing his stuff when he's doing the stuff that we've seen westbrook do all this time And I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that he went to the Lakers and everyone threw all this expectation on it because it was, you know, three really great basketball players on one team. The problem was, was that it just, it's not always work out. I I said it earlier in this episode, I'll say it forever until I die. Just because you are good at basketball and you are on a team with other people who are really good at basketball does not mean the team will be really good at basketball. It does not translate that way. People play the game a certain way. You have to develop an offense that performs to the strengths of your players. And unfortunately, Westbrook's strengths were counterintuitive to how the rest of the team played. And that's why he didn't perform well. That's why he essentially looks like he he looks kind of like Ben Simmons right now. You know, like he's literally doing nothing for no one. And no as unfortunate, but you know, it's, it's also unfortunate. That I think that there's rumors right now that the Utah jazz are buying him out and he's, you know, he won't play for them really either. So it's, it's a big thing for, for a guy who for so long was pretty much the face of a franchise everywhere he went and then to come to LA and essentially have the kind of basketball player and the kind of things he was able to do drag through the mud a little bit. It's very disappointing. Um, but yeah, from the from the trade standpoint, it's all Lakers, man. This is exactly what they needed. And this is another reason why I think the Suns have a problem. There's a lot of teams that, you know, you throw that if out there and I hate using the word because it just, it implies, mm-hmm. you know, some perfect world where things don't go wrong and everybody's A-OK all the time. But the Lakers and the Warriors, if they're healthy, provide a problem to a lot of teams in the West. And now the Lakers, you know, they're gonna do that again. They, I, I just, D'Angelo Russell and, and those guys that they have, it's perfect. It's exactly what they needed. And you can't, like you I, I said, slow clap, but I mean, hell, I wanna clap vigorously. If you're a Lakers fan, you're <laughs> ecstatic right now. I mean, the, the blind, you know, you know, blind dog finds water every now and then, you know, yeah. and whatever. But I mean, that's what it takes. And, you know, if this is the one time he found the Oasis, congratulations, Lakers fans. Like, you did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with both of you. I think the Lakers
1: did really, 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 really well with this trade. They got way younger. You got D'Angelo Russell, 26, Malik Beasley's 26, Jared Vanderbilt's 23. They also bring in Mo Bamba uh, in a different trade. He's 24. And then they got another piece as well, or Rui Hachimura, who they got a couple of weeks as well, who's also very young. So, Joe we were talking about a couple weeks ago how old the Lakers were and now LeBron's the only one over the age of 30 so they're a yeah. really really young team now they're a really versatile team now. Davis is chemistry, well he's 20 yeah he's 20 I mean his body's way older his body's probably <laughs> like 70 how often he gets hurt <laughs> um, but I mean the as far as the trades go the teams the, the team sports is so much about chemistry and fit do your play styles match Do your personalities match. I think this team fits way, way better. D'Angelo Russell is just as good a passer. He's a much better decision maker. He plays under control. He's got good handles. He's a better shooter. He can create his own shot. He can create shots for others. Malik Beasley can hit threes as well as create his own shot. Vanderbilt's got a young, versatile forward and defender. So now you finally have the pieces that match up with LeBron and Anthony Davis. It only took you like three years, Rob Belenka, but you finally did it. And they got rid of the two older guards. They got rid of Pat Bev and they got rid of Russell Westbrook, who were both expensive poor, and old. And poor Pat and, and Bev, for, man, yeah, poor Pat, Pat Bev. Is, he was so Pat pumped getting, to have angelo Russell back, and like forty-five for minutes real. later, he
2: was out the door. Bro.
1: <laughs> listen, listen, Pat Bev and Russ are just getting passed around the NBA as of late. Because mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, this is his fifth fifth year and his fifth different team that he's going to be on. Pat Bev's got to be on a similar trajectory, but Polinka. You did a good job. I can't hate too much, man. You did a good job on this one. I'm not mad. We'll transition to someone else who basically probably was the reason why these trades happened, LeBron James. He became the greatest scorer of all time. We've been talking about it on different brick houses. Everyone's been talking about it. It's been one of the biggest stories in sports. Officially passed Kareem as the NBA's all-time scoring champion. He hit him with that fadeaway in the very end of the third quarter against Oklahoma City. He scored 36 points through three quarters to get the record. He broke the record that had lasted for 39 years. He is now first in all-time regular point season scoring and playoff scoring as well. This may be his greatest accomplishment ever. So Nick, I'll ask you, man, where, what, what were your takeaways from this from this LeBron breaking the scoring record?
0: Uh, you know, it was just another just a check mark that he he just crossed off the list. So I think LeBron's. You, it, if anyone doesn't have him in the top two, you're you're kind of crazy at this point. So when somebody's number one in points, top five assists, top ten rebounds, top ten steals, top top ten everything, he's he's he, I mean he's transcended the game and. All we can do is just be glad that we were able to watch him for, you know, his entire career and uh, whenever he does retire, I think he he will end up as the greatest of all time, but he'll have a few more records to put in his books by then.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah. Listen, I see. I saw Joe up there with that shitting grin on his face for a little while, and I know he's got a little differing opinion on this, I'm sure. So, Joe, take off, man.
2: What do you got to say about LeBron breaking the scoring record? He's not the greatest scorer ever. He's the most efficient scorer ever. All right, longevity and efficiency allow you to ha- amass the most points. It does not make you the greatest scorer ever. How many scoring titles has, for a season has he won? Been playing twenty many, some twenty years. How many has he won? How many has
1: he, he tried to win? How many has he tried to win? I don't care. I don't think he he's, tried, he's tried, tried to win, to how win many has any. He won? Well, I mean, then
2: won he won. better he better damn try. That might change my mind. He's won. How many won? So he's he, he's like five percent of the time he was he was five percent of his entire career he was the greatest scorer that uh, the greatest scorer all right of that season that was it all right so don't say greatest scorer he's the most efficient scorer and that's not a bad thing to be efficient in a game where efficiency wins you games is a good thing I'm not knocking LeBron James I'm just saying he's not the greatest scorer ever it's the same thing with Kareem Kareem was very efficient. That's why he had that many points. He was a very efficient scorer. He got to his spot, he he shot very well, and he knew what he needed to do to score those points. He had a very long career where efficiency allows you to shine. That's what gives you efficient. That's what what that that is. That's what that is. You cannot tell me that you think that as a pure scorer, LeBron is a better scorer than Kobe, or LeBron could could score more points than Jordan, or anything like that, all right? I'm just saying that I've watched all three of these guys, and LeBron is an efficient basketball player that has been able to play for a very long time. That's why he's top 10 in rebounds. You play for 20 years, yeah, you're going to have more rebounds than the guy who played for 10. It's common math, bro. All right? right, I'm That's all I'm saying. He's a freak athlete that has been able to play for a very long time to amass a lot of stats. That's why he's top 10 in a lot of stuff. It's longevity, which is amazing. All right, I'm not knocking that. It's the same argument we have for Tom Brady and everything he does. All right? Longevity, efficiency, you know, taking care of taking care of your body, taking care of the basketball, you know, not turning it over, shooting efficiently, finding the open guy, everything like that. Those are all what make LeBron a great basketball player. He is a smart, he is, he's intelligent on the basketball court. He is very physical. He has freak athletic traits and he has been able to use those for a longer period of time in a young man's game. That is why LeBron is one is, is top two for me in the GOAT discussion, all right? I am particular to Jordan, we all know this, but that's because out of the three of us sitting here, I can remember watching Jordan in the early 90s into the late 90s. I lived the last dance, all right? I watched it live as a child, as I grew up, all right? I remember these games. Oh, so games. you're biased. I am biased, 100%. But at the same time, I've watched LeBron, all right? And and LeBron... The the LeBron versus Jordan thing, right? If they played one-on-one, LeBron would dominate him. He's bigger. He's, you know, he's just... He's, he, he, he beat him. They played two different positions, all right? That's the truth. It's like, hey, Muggsy Bogues versus Shaq. Yeah, Shaq's going to beat the ever-living dog shit out of Muggsy, okay? We get it, all right? He's bigger. But at the same time, like... If you never watched Jordan in his prime, right? If all you just watched was a highlight reel, it's insane the things he could do. So I don't know if I'll ever, me personally, be able to give LeBron the GOAT title. He he obviously thinks he's the GOAT. And I think that anybody who, who actually asks this question, actually cares to ask this question, that's all that matters. All right? Because if LeBron didn't think he was going to be the best or is the best or was the best, at any point in time. He wouldn't do the things he's done. Until LeBron. It doesn't ca- he doesn't give a shit what I think. He doesn't give a shit what Stephen A thinks. He doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks. He is the GOAT to himself. And that's all that matters. Congratulations on breaking the all-time scoring record. It's an incredible feat. And you are an amazing basketball player. And if you think you're the GOAT bro. Then you're the GOAT.
1: Yeah, listen. I think I think just about any person who's like all time great at a sport probably thinks they're the greatest of all time because you got to have that level of confidence to be great at anything. So you You got to have that dog in you, bro. You gotta you gotta have that dog. You can't you
2: can't be on the court.
1: Yeah, for real. You can't listen. LeBron James can't be on the court facing you know Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. in The finals, like, oh, I I I don't know about this one. Like, he's got to be out there. like, Like, yeah, like I'm 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 that dude. You know, so. But my take on LeBron, listen, you know, I'm going to, I'm just, I I figured it was Jordan was probably going to get brought up at some point. So I prepared just a few, just a, just a few, uh, a few you know numbers like he's been to more finals he's done it in different situations on different teams with different teammates and different coaches he's bigger stronger faster he jumps higher he's a better passer he's a better rebounder he's a more versatile defender he can guard one through five at his apex he could score at a similar efficiency and he never really made scoring his number one priority like jordan did and he still averages 27 a game because jordan if that added- was jordan's
2: only priority he had pip in the pass. he had robin to rebound and he had curded to take three point shots. His only concern exactly. was scoring. So I mean, we could sit here and argue that all the time. Like you said, LeBron's main focus wasn't scoring. Jordan's was. LeBron scored more points. Jordan played less years. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing I get in arguments with in the NFL, man, about talking about Barry Sanders as one of the greatest running backs of all time, if not one, if not the greatest running back of all time, for the things he was able to do behind a shit offensive line, but he only played 10 years. And he didn't it wasn't like he needed to retire. He was done. He didn't want to play anymore. His body was still good. He could still run the football. He was in his prime. And he said, I'm, I'm done. All right. Like that's the same thing we're talking about right but do now. You,
1: but do you get extra credit for saying you're done earlier? I don't think so. I don't think you get extra credit for retiring twice, in my opinion. Like why do you why do you get extra credit for that? You get I mean, you get extra credit for not playing as long? What is why does that happen?
0: I mean, yeah. I think I think the last thing that I would say on LeBron is people don't appreciate him. He's averaging 27.2 points per game in 20 years. So his enti- his career points per game average is fifth all time. There's only four people ahead of him and those four are Kevin Durant, Elgin Baylor, Will Chamberlain, and Michael Jordan. And by a very slim margin by points per game. And if you can do it on a longer time frame and keep your points per game at efficiency. higher, I think that you're you're better.
2: I mean, I told you he was efficient. He had longevity. That's what made LeBron who he is. He's efficient at all aspects of the game. He and you know, and the funny thing was, we're talking about rebounds, you know, passing, shooting. When he was in the Cavaliers, he was the best rebounder. He was the best shooter and he was the best passer. I and mean, so it's not surprising that he's able to do a lot of these things. I mean, he still passes the ball very well. He sees the court very, very well, but I'm just gonna say this right now. And I, I mean, personally, me personally, there are multiple reasons why I think Jordan will forever be the GOAT. And there's very little LeBron can do for that yeah. for me. Like, it, it's the same thing, like, I feel about Tom Brady. Like, I don't know if Tom Brady, Tom, they, everyone gives Tom Brady the greatest of all time, right? They give him the greatest of all time. And there was a the whole Belichick versus Tom Brady thing. And it's, it's a similar thing here. Like, I don't know if because of the longevity we are sitting there and going, okay, yeah, he was able to do it. Now, my thing is is that if we want to do projections, we want to do what-ifs, right? Jordan had scored average more points per game. He also played more minutes in his age 40 season, and he played all the games. Jordan has proven multiple times that he quit because he wanted to quit. He was done playing ball. That does not mean that Jordan is not that good because there are stories of him going out with the third string bobcats and dominating the first string guys like absolutely whooping their ass at fucking sure. like 50 all right so don't don't be sitting here and telling me that jordan isn't good or isn't or like it's a it's a it's a unanimous that? thing bro the no i said jordan not, wasn't good i'll never say i'll never say jordan just, is not good but it's the same I mean, disrespect larry bird gets bro, right and it pisses right, me off too
0: on okay? his all on his all-time stats, Michael Jordan didn't average more minutes. It, it, it's thirty-eight point three to thirty-eight point one, and LeBron's played like eight more years. So uh, I would say there's a lot more time and miles on LeBron. Drop. Um, tell,
2: tell you what, drop that Wizards year off there. Just just kill the Wizards year and tell me oh, if you that can't, average does. Why do no. people drop the Wizards He was forty years year. old. No <laughs> so way. He came back. After he
0: came we're back for seven. Times. He came back. Yeah. So. I, with the, what has LeBron has done at a continue to do and continues to do as he ages, is just, I'm ph- it's phenomenal. And I'm biased as fuck, man. We will never, <laughs> s- I don't, we'll never see a, a generation. I'm still talent getting like over them. the decision,
2: bro. Okay. I'm still getting, I still think the decision is the worst damn fucking thing that anyone has ever done in sports ever. And I'm holding a grudge. And, the, and even he knows it was a f- just, fucked up thing to do okay i don't, I'm not, maybe, I that's don't half of it. maybe i don't that's think
0: half. we'll ever see a player in the nba finals lead both teams in every single category ever again lebron led both teams in every single category in the nba finals points rebounds assists steals uh what was it? what else was it uh blocks, blocks blocks yeah he led in every single category and people still don't
1: want to, you know, say that he's he's the goat. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to say this. We you know, I'm, I was talking about if he wanted to score more, he could have averaged more. And, you know, we don't like talking about ifs. I'm with you on that, Joe. I don't like talking about ifs. But we're seeing that in year 19 and 20 because he's averaged 30 in his in his age, 37 and 38 seasons. So if he wanted to average 30 when he was 21 or when he was 26, you don't think he could have? If You don't so, think so you, he could have so, okay, got, got a scoring title then?
2: I got a question for you. Uh, do you think that Kareem could have shot more three-pointers if he had played his entire career with a three-point line established and then this type of day and age thing? Because he didn't make one. I don't think he would have shot threes. I don't think he would have. I think one he would have kept it in that sky. Hook. What, do you, what do you mean? Why wouldn't he have? Every center in the NBA shoots threes now.
1: Nah, maybe Rudy Gobert doesn't shoot threes. Well that's he's he, on the he, block, he's, baby. He's
2: he's he's dog shit, but <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> But I mean Al Horford shoots averages like almost two three pointers a game. Yeah, they all shoot. Yeah, so you're, you can't tell me the Kareem wouldn't have like some uh, godly fucking points right now if he had played. This okay, then. it's it's era based. I, and, and like he said, the three point line opened up the offense a bit more. The floor is a little spread out. You know, bigs are not sitting down the block. You don't have Shaq waiting down there to freaking you know feed you, force feed you a basketball if you come into his zone, like. It's changed. Like, I can't sit here and say that, you know, LeBron would have had the same success in the 80s and 90s. You know, I can't say that Jordan wouldn't have dominated right now because of how open the floor is and the way he's able to attack the basket. I mean, everyone knows the videos I'm talking about of Jordan going into the paint and there's him and five Detroit Pistons or or five Knicks players and he's like doing some crazy shit and making a layup. All right. Like, that's the kind of shit that Jordan scored his points in. And you don't see LeBron going up against the bad boy Pistons or, you know, Ewing's Knicks. And, like, everyone wants to say, oh, LeBron's faced all these Hall of Famers. Really? They're in the Hall of Fame right now? Because I don't fucking think so. Sure, they might be Hall of Famers. We'll see. Curry, I mean, Curry, Durant, they're going to be in the Hall of of Fame. I mean, honestly, if Durant, with all of his leadership quality problems and stuff like that, makes the Hall of Fame, I'm just disappointed. What? You're going to put Kevin player. Durant in the Hall of Fame? He's a, he's a great he's a great basketball player, but I just I have a problem with him. I don't oh, know. I'm being biased as fuck wow. today, dude. I are shooting everywhere.
1: Oh. I'm playing.
2: I'm playing. Kevin Durant deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's going to say. I just say. wanted to mess with, you. Like, oh. mess with you. End the
0: episode right there.
2: I just oh wanted to my mess with you. God. <laughs> Holy shit. I was like, if, I just if, wanted to mess with Kevin Durant's you know. not in the Hall of Fame, no one's in the Hall of Fame.
1: Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. But... The whole point of the discussion, okay, the The moral of the LeBron scoring discussion is LeBron James is a goat. Anyways, uh, we're going to transition okay. to, we're going to talk about some trade deadline grades. I got a bunch of grades for you today. I'm Professor Palmer today, okay? I got a bunch of grades. We talked about a couple of them earlier. So many contending teams trying to make moves, and I got my pen out, and I'm ready to grade these teams on their tests, on their trade deadline grades. So here we go. And you know where we got to start? We're starting Phoenix. I'm giving the Phoenix Suns an A-. You lost all your depth and all your good young players, your defense and your picks, but you got a top five player in basketball. And now you have the best starting lineup in the NBA. You went from outside of top 10 best odds to win a title to third best odds to win a title. That's a big win for Phoenix. We transitioned to the team who was also in that trade the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets get an F. I don't give a shit. This is me not only considering... This trade, but all the trades they made and what happened in the era. You traded three superstars: Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. You ended up with not one star-caliber player in the worst contract in the NBA in Ben Simmons. If I could go lower than an F, I would. I would give you a G. I would give you an H. I don't care. Sean Marks, you are a joke. Take music class, though. (laughs) You can't. Yes, you can't go lower than F. Sorry, I would though. We'll transition to the Lakers. Lakers gonna be. you finally have a team that fits. You got rid of two old guards, Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverley who were past their primes, not great shooters and expensive. You brought in five guys, Hachimura, D'Lo, Vanderbilt, Beasley, Mo Bamba. You got youth, playmaking, shooting, size, and energy. All the things the Lakers were lacking. And I would give you a higher grade if the Suns didn't get Kevin Durant, but the Suns got Kevin Durant and another problem you should have done all this last offseason now you're 13th in the West and it's probably too late to make a legit run even when Rob Lincoln does something right, he does something wrong. Okay, we'll go to the Timberwolves Timberwolves get a D I don't know what the Timberwolves are doing you trade the best player in the trade and you end up with an older worse version of this player in no picks. And the Jazz get the pick per usual because the Jazz always get the pick. Also, Timberwolves, you got to stop trading with the Jazz. They fleece you every time. That Rudy Gobert trade was the worst trade of all time. It was with the Jazz. And for anybody watching, go compare the KD trade to the Suns and the Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves. They are such similar trades. They're almost the identical trade. And the T-Wolves gave up basically the same amount that the Suns did to get Kevin Durant. The only difference is one team got Kevin Durant and one team got an overrated big man with no skill who goes exposed in the postseason, And the team already has a big man. The organization is horrible in Minnesota. We're going to go to the jazz jazz. You get an a minus you get the Lakers 2027 first round pick, which is going to be gold because the Lakers are going to really suck in 2027 and you get Russ. You're probably going to buy him out. Okay. You traded Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt who are nice young players but you have other nice young players, like the ones, you know, like some, you know, you got Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson and stuff like that, and Laurie Markkinen, and and uh, Walker Kessler as well. Plus you got a million picks over the next five to 10 years, so they will build back up and get players of that caliber as well. So those are my first five. Fellas, what do you have problems with? What do you like?
2: What do you guys think? I'll let you start, Nick. I need to digest uh, some of this, cause my head hurts. Yeah, so I, I think them.
0: you, you hit the, the nail on the head with the Lakers. And the Suns. Um I think the Net, the Nets, you know, they did uh they did the best with what they could. Their superstars didn't want to be there. They were gonna have to trade them. So I wouldn't give them enough. I would probably give them a G a, a d a D D minus <laughs> or no, I mean a D plus or a D plus or a C minus. D plus okay. C minus. But uh they got they got some good players and they got some draft picks that they're they're able to use in the future so I think that was the best that they were they were going to be able to do.
1: Yeah, I was I was I was partially biased on that grading as well cuz I was in taking that they won one playoff series with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and James Harden on their team. So, I was a little bit biased on that one as well, but F. The F stands,
2: okay. Joe, what's <laughs> what do you what do you what do you have a problem with? Okay. So The lakers get an a plus because that is amazing not an a minus they're getting i'm going to go ahead we're going to upgrade them they need to go ahead and put the 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 up and down mark on that uh horizontal one you gave them that's an a plus trailer right you guys got everything you needed to make to round out that team and make a run that is perfect uh you need to go ahead and back up off that uh that uh phoenix sun soapbox you stand on to preach all this stuff right now because everything i said before still stands it's a c bro you got an aging always hurt superstar you might as well like, like what does that do for you if he can't play he's not on the court you have you this, and they've done it many a time chris paul aging always hurt and, so oh, hey well let's go ahead and get an upgrade and let's go ahead and throw that as kevin durant and uh oh yeah We're, he's gonna have to play what the three Should we so say i got that a
0: question got it i got a question for you joe if they get to the western conference finals or the finals let's say they get to the finals
2: would what would you consider the trade for the Suns. If they get to the finals, mm-hmm. sure, it's an A. But right now, it's a C. Because I don't I don't think it does anything for them. He's not healthy. The biggest knock on Kyrie and him and Harden was that they played, or just him and Kyrie, actually, before Harden even got there. Or after Harden left. Whatever way you want to look at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: 75 games. How many years were they no. in there? They played 75 games together. Okay? That's what I'm talking about here. You traded it. It is is a home run swing. It is a home run swing. Like you put everything you possibly could into one swing to try to get back to the finals. And we were talking, like I said, we were talking a few weeks ago about them tearing it down because it looked that bad. And now they're hoping that this aging, always often injured guy who couldn't get it done when he had his best friend and everything he could possibly want in Brooklyn. They're going to toss him in there and hope to God that it all works out. I mean, that sound does that sound like a remedy for success? Like, what if I? wrote yeah, paper? you got Kevin Durant. What, what if I wrote a paper that was just dog shit at the beginning? It, it was like, and then like all these expectations, complete dog shit. A really good storyline with like, and then I ended it there with like, and the future was bright. That's still a dog shit paper. That's a C paper, bro. And it's still a C. Like, I don't care. One good ending or one good thing with like a, a bright sunrise or a beautiful sunset is is nothing for me, okay? And like I said, it may change at the end of the year if they're in the finals. Because if you don't make the finals, you did it for nothing. You gave up, depth. you gave up draft picks and you got jack shit for it. Because if you're not well, winning championships, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, guess it's, what? It's a C. No, if it, it's a C. If it... Listen, if it doesn't work out, then they can just do what you did. Just blow it up at the end. Then you can get all your picks and your yeah. draft picks and you can rebuild after that. But they're going yeah. for a title and they got Kevin Durant. So A minus, the C. A minus
2: stands. The Whatever. A minus stands. Whatever. Fine. Okay. Now we're going to transfer we're going to go to Brooklyn. Biased out of the way. <laughs> Biased out of the way. Here we go. They did the Danny Ainge thing. Put another check in the box for the Danny Ainge counter that is me, okay? You've got a lot of draft picks. You got young talent. And what does Danny Ainge do? He goes, oh, my superstars are aging. They don't wanna be here or they're not gonna win a championship. And he ships them out for a great deal of a lot of draft picks and young talent that he can mold some stuff around, work some things out with. And then next thing you know, they're a contender for the next foreseeable future. Okay, that's what happened to the Celtics. And if we wanna talk about future possibility, ooh, crystal ball, the Brooklyn Nets are set up for success. You have all the makings and everything you could possibly need to go build your team to contend in an East that is loaded, they could easily be in the next two to three years the number three team in the East because they got rid of Kevin Durant and Kyrie. If they draft right, I'm. Just, well, Man, who's who's gonna are... are we talking? Are we talking Philly? You think you think Philly's any good? Philly just lost to the bench players. Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston, Philly, Philly's garbage. Miami, Miami is is doesn't have. the was Philly just got beat by the Boston bench. Jason you think they have that third, they have the third best record
0: or the third or fourth best record in the NBA I right now? Don't give a shit. I don't
2: give a shit. Me, they got Joe, beat by the Boston bench. Jason Kim scored get, 12 me, points. Jalen Brown got left with a face fracture. Okay. Fucking. And Boston
1: got beat by Orlando twice. Are we really going yeah. on based on uh, three times, what? actually? Are we really going one based game, on all one game right now? One I'm game right now. Brooklyn could be.
2: Give it three years. Write it down. We'll bring this back in three years because that's so fucking close. If Bro- Brooklyn has a shot of being a top three team in the East, if they draft right, if they do the right things and they make the right moves, they have the potential with what they got in this trade to be a top team in the East. I change, now, okay, I, I,
1: I, I'll, I'll now. Change, change my grade. I'll change my grade. I changed my grade from giving the Nets an F to giving Joe an F for thinking the Nets are going to be a top three team in the East. You get whatever. an F, Joe. So fine, I'll take it.
2: I'll take it. I'll take <laughs>
1: it, yeah. The Thunder got have better picks, better young players.
0: They had the number yes. one pick or the the number two pick, and they're still not in a timeline where they're going to be good in two to three years. It's mm-hmm. going to be a longer time time frame, and it's going to be a longer time frame for the Nets.
2: No I mean, doubt. Okay. Whatever. So then we'll go look at and and, and if I have to give an F to anybody the Timberwolves get an F because that's they're literally completely absolutely. just have no idea what they're doing. They're just throwing darts at the board, no clue. And let me be honest with you. Let's go ahead and throw another check on the Danny Ainge counter. Just don't make a trade involving draft picks with Danny Ainge because he's going to come out on top. He knows the talent. He knows when a basketball player is born. He just feels it. He wakes up in the middle of the night and be like, the next LeBron has been born. He'll be drafted in 2047. I will draft him, number one overall, and I'll make sure I have the pick. Like, he already knows, all right? He's that far into the future of what these players are coming up and what draft picks he needs to make the team great, okay? Don't make a dra- don't make a trade with Danny Ainge involving draft picks. He's going to fleece you, and you're going to end up with something stupid, and he's going to end up with the next Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams III, and he's just going to dominate you again, and it just happens. Danny and, and from the jazz standpoint, I can't I can't argue with Danny Ainge. It's an A. It's an A plus, bro. He just yeah. he's like everything they've done this year, this is the I this is a little cherry on top. Cherry on top. Yeah. They're I- still in playoff contention. They have fuck tons of first-round draft picks in, in the next, like, I don't know how many years. I think they have everyone's draft pick for the next. 20 years in their in their arsenal right now and they're going they're just going to build on that and it's what he did in Boston. He said, "Oh, I got aging stars, can't play together, we're not going to win a championship." No, bye. And yep. it's it's perfect. So I'm 100% good with that being an A+. plus Cuz the Jazz, yeah, Jenny Ange is a god.
1: I made sure to put the jazz in there just so Joe could get his rocks off on talking about Danny Ainge again. But we'll He's transition. the greatest
2: GM in basketball right now.
1: I know <laughs> he is, but you love him way too much. Like, if you love him so much, get a room. You and Danny Ainge, get a room. I might. All right? I
2: might. <laughs> Celtics legend, best GM in the game, I might. <laughs> all
1: right. We're going to transition again, okay? We got more grades, okay? We're giving out more grades, and I'm starting with the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors get a D. You needed a big move. This team ain't good enough. And you were gonna bring back Gary Payton Jr. for some defense, and which would have been actually huge, but it looks like it's gonna fall through. That means Wiseman's gonna come back. If they they try to ship him to Detroit to save some money, that's gonna be a really awkward situation. Really bad looks for Golden State. You guys get a D. Clippers. B minus for the Clippers. You lost Luke Kennard, who's a great shooter, and Reggie Jackson, who's been really low-key important to them, as well as John Wall. I feel very bad for John Wall. John Wall just keeps getting passed around. It's it's Sorry, John Wall. Especially after that
2: shit that he just came out about Houston, and now he's going back to Houston. Now he's going back to
1: Houston. Sorry, John Wall. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with you. But you added Bones Highland from Detroit, who's a younger, cheaper version of Reggie Jackson. Really solid bench player. You brought in Eric Gordon, who's a veteran 3 and D guy with playoff experience, and Mason Plumlee, who's a solid backup center. Overall impl- improvement for the Clippers, but it won't get them over the top out West. Still a bunch of better teams out there out West. And another team who's better than them out West right now is the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets get a C-plus for their trade deadline. They got better. They added Thomas Bryant to back up Jokic. They traded Bones, Highland, just like I talked about, which at first I didn't understand, but apparently there was chemistry issues with him in, in Denver, so they felt like they could move on. But I would have liked them to see a bigger move, but they kind of stood their ground. I would still pick them to win the West right now, but I would have liked to see them bigger move so, See them make a bigger move so they only get a C-plus. And another team who I'm giving a C-plus is the Memphis Grizzlies. You've got a great spot-up shooter in Luke Kennard, Luke and you gave up Danny Green who is more than likely wasn't going to be in your rotation anyway. So you got more shooting, which helps. But I think best case scenario now, you're the third best team behind Denver and Phoenix. I hope y'all are still fine out West, John Morant. You're not. Newsflash, you're not fine out West. And to another team who's out West who made a big splash, the Dallas Mavericks. You guys get a B-minus for getting Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie, getting Kyrie, listen, getting Kyrie, if he's there, is going to be big. I know we don't like the if word, but if he's there, it'll be big. The offense will be incredible. But you did give up a good 3-and-D guy in Dorian Finney-Smith, and you don't know if Kyrie Irving will stay on the court. I think Kyrie and Luka will work offensively, but will will it work well enough for a title? I think it's a risk they had to take because they weren't winning a title with the roster they had, but I think they lose in the second round, and Kyrie leaves in free agency this offseason, so it probably doesn't end up working out very well. But I give them a B- minus because they got to try. They at least got to try. And those are five more teams. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Give me your thoughts.
2: I I like most of those grades, I do. I like most of the grades. I, am, I I do like most of your grades. I absolutely hate Kyrie in that offense with Luca because I just don't know how you have you go from a team like what did we just say? Why did Westbrook not work in LA? His style of play was not conducive to how the offense had to work or how it was game plan. Right, he, the way he played the game is what held the Lakers back offensively and defensively because it did not mesh with the team identity. The way Kyrie plays the game does not mesh with the way the Mavericks offense and defense works. The reason Luka was in the MVP conversation and everything like that was because they had He would dribble, he could pass, he shot well, he created his own shot. He also allowed other guys to create their own shot. He made the offense work as a team, as a unit, all right? Kyrie Irving does not do that. Kyrie Irving is the reason that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown regressed. Kyrie Irving is all about himself. Kyrie Irving is a one-on-one basketball player playing a team sport, okay? And for that, it's a C. No, you went you went and got a guy. You took a swing, right? You had to take a swing. You had to go get somebody. The guy that was available was not the guy you should have got. And and the problem I see here is is that I don't know. Like yeah, the talent wise on paper, this looks great. You got a great ball handler, a great offensive weapon in Kyrie Irving. His defense is a little meh, but you know. You're, you didn't get him for defense. You got him for offense. You got him for scoring because you figured that you needed to outscore people, holding them to holding them to points, and hoping you can score enough to beat them wasn't going to work for you, right? Didn't work last year. It's not working this year. But it's just not. It's not doing it for me, man. It's just not doing it for me. And I wish it was, but it's not. And that's why it's a C. That's why I don't. That's why I disagree with you. You said that you said the reason why I gave it a B
1: minus though they had to take the sh- they had to take the swing they just uh, they, they weren't going to do anything and that's the only reason, reason it's to.
2: not like that's the only reason it's not like a D for me right because I don't Fair like, enough I mean it, it's honestly the only reason it's not a D is because they had to take the swing I can respect that
1: Nick what do you think man what do you what do you like what do you don't what do you not like uh, so I like I
0: like all the grades um, you know I, I the one I I'm I'm kind of the complete opposite of Joe with the Mavs. So I love the trade. I think that Kyrie, it's, it's very easy for people to just hate on him and think that he, he is selfish because he has portrayed a lot of selfishness in the past. But first two games he's on the Mavs, he, 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 he's won. Um, Luka didn't play. Luke, yeah, so Luka didn't play and they he's beat hurt. the... Okay, so Luka didn't play and they beat the number three seed in Sacramento last night. Kyrie went was twenty five points and ten assists, uh, so he was distributing the ball as well as he's done all season. Um, average, well, on an off shooting night for Kyrie, he shot less than fifty percent. They still won by, by more than eight, while 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 the uh, while the spread was for them to lose by three. So he outperformed expectations against the the Kings. I think that once Luca gets back, it's only gonna be better. I think Kyrie doesn't have to play with the ball he's not a russell westbrook type of player we've seen him play off ball with lebron uh with james harden and he prefers to not be the playmaker so i think that when some somebody else takes the playmaking abilities away from Kyrie, i think it opens up his uh the way he plays basketball so much more and it's just gonna open it up for everybody mo- more on that team so i mean i think it's, the- I, I think it's an a for the naz honestly
2: that that's something we did discuss. We did say if Kyrie comes in and he buys in, that this team could be dangerous because it means he's going to play the way Luca, the Luca and the Dallas Mavericks want to play the game. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this works. And so far, mm-hmm. like you said, Luca hasn't played, and he's been kind of showing that he wants to distribute the ball. We'll see if it lasts. It's two games, and like you said, you know, everyone wants to hate on Kyrie. Yeah. He makes it real easy to hate on him. because He <laughs> really does everything. Does. Yeah. He does. He says the wrong stuff. He acts the wrong way. He's a little child, and he has he throws little timber tantrums, and it's ridiculous. And I absolutely
1: agree. yeah. He uh, he he certainly makes it easy for us to to give it a lower grade, but. I like it, Nick. I I like, I mean, listen, they had to take the chance. They had to, they weren't going to win a, they weren't going to win a title with their roster constructed. And now at least you give yourself a chance. We saw Kyrie work with LeBron and Luca plays a very similar brand of basketball that LeBron does. And we saw him for the short period of time kind of work with James Harden as well before James Harden got hurt. And then James Harden demanded out as well. And James Harden's also a very ball centric guard. So it it could work in, in, in Dallas, but listen, they, everybody's got to stay on the court and everyone's got to stay good. But we're going to do more grades. I got five more grades for you. Okay, we got five more grades, and we're going to start with, in my opinion, what is the favorite out East? And it's not your guys' team. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm giving the Milwaukee Bucks a B plus. Okay, they added Jay Crowder without losing any key rotation players. They got a great 3 and D fit that'll fit perfectly in their rotation when it comes playoff time. I think this move, in my opinion, I already had them as East favorites, but I think it makes them even more East favorites than they already were. And we'll transition to the team who you think might be the East favorites. And that's the Boston Celtics. I'm giving the Celtics a C plus, okay? There was no crazy moves. I thought they might trade Pritchard, but they decided to keep them. They got Mike Muscala, who's another big man shooter, who's really going to help their offense. But I would have liked to see a little bit of a bigger move. I don't know what that bigger move would have been. Maybe bringing back Jay Crowder. But I would have liked to see them get a bigger move. Now they got to look to the buyout market. Maybe it's a Danny Green that they bring in. Maybe it's a, a you know a backup point guard. Maybe it's a Russell Westbrook or a John Wall they want to bring in. I don't know, but they I feel like they're going to bring in somebody off the buyout market. And then I'm going to go to a couple of teams who really didn't make that many moves. The Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, you get an F. Like, this team doesn't work. You should have blown it up. Instead, you decide to hang on to Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Tamar DeRozan, and you're praying that Lonzo Ball can finally get healthy. It won't happen. There were so many tradable pieces on this team, and you wasted big opportunities to flip them for picks. And now you're just going to be stuck in a play Congratulations, Bulls. You screwed it up again. Toronto, Raptors, you're going to get a D. You traded a first-round pick for Jakub Pertl. I mean, personally, as a Spurs fan, thank you. But, so y'all can do what? Make the play-in game? You should've took the three picks for OG and Anobi that people were offering you on the table. And you should've traded Fred Van Fleet as well and just did a complete rebuild around Pascal Siakam. Raptors, D, horrible trade deadline. And finally, last, certainly not least, the San Antonio Spurs get an A+. We got rid of Josh Richardson. We got rid of Jakob pertle We got a first round pick and six second round picks out of it. That's beautiful, man. We loaded up on assets for when we draft Victor Weminyama, number one overall next year. And boy, he's gonna look nice in that silver and black baby. Spurs get an A plus. Fellas, what do you think? Last five grades. So
0: I love I love what the Bucks did. So I um what'd you say? You gave him a B what was it? B, B minus? B plus? B plus. Um Jay Crowder, exactly what they need. They need more more defenders that are able to switch through Jalen Brown uh, and Tatum. And all, all the all the guards and the wings that the Celtics have, so uh, they were strictly looking looking forward to either when they play the Sixers or the Celtics in the playoffs uh, to be able to just switch on switch on any any ball ball defender. But um, little little harsh on the Celtics, I think that they were c- coming from the number one. Uh, they've been the number one team in the NBA basically this entire season. We're more than halfway through. No reason to change what we're doing. We're we've only lost 16 games. I would say that as long as we're healthy, we added a big a big a backup big that we needed. Uh, the only thing that we do need to do is get everybody fully healthy. So, I think that the, what the Celtics did was great. Um, I would I would have put that more at like a B minus, minus. and uh, yeah, all the other teams you hit it spot on though. They Bulls don't know what they've been doing this year. Um the the Bulls were supposed to be a top 5 team this year now now they're not and Terrible. we don't we don't know where they're going with their with their season so they should have they should have went complete opposite direction of where where they are where they, what they're doing and uh they they failed to uh capitalize
1: yep yeah, and you said you agreed with all the rest of the teams, and that includes with my A-plus grade of the Spurs. Thank you, Nick. Joe, what do you think about all of my grades, man, especially the A-plus to the Spurs, the
2: most important grade that we've given so far? Well, I will save that one for last because obviously it needs to have a lot of thought and a lot of, a lot of really good reasons why I do ah. or do not agree with you. So I will save the Spurs grade for last. Frankly, the the Bucks went and got a P.J. Tucker replacement in jay crowder they went and got a guy who can guard at multiple positions give tatum some trouble but also can shoot you know some boundary stuff some three ball stuff pretty decently I do like the grade for the Bucks. I think that the Celtics get an equal grade because they went out and got something very similar. They got a big guy who's kind of lanky, shoots the three ball, can move pretty well, guard a lot of different positions and do those things. He's not what Jay Crowder was when he was on the Celtics, but Jay Crowder is still a serviceable basketball player. I think the age is catching up with him. I don't think his game is as good as it was, but from the defensive side of the ball, Jay Crowder is still Jay Crowder. He's gonna bring an edge. He's gonna bring a nasty streak. That's who he is. I loved him in a Celtics uniform. He's one of my favorite players in the league right now, which is crazy because he's like, everyone's like, oh, I'm a no, I love Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, those two guys on a roster together will forever be one of my most favorite defensive units. Everything else is, is spot on. The Bulls, you got to commit to the cell. The Raptors, you got to commit to the cell. Do what the Nets did. Because if you're going to blow it up, you trade everything you possibly can. The only person, the only thing that I thought they may have may have tried to trade that would have been there if, if someone got some calls, was probably Nick Claxton. Nick Nick Claxton could have got some calls, and I'm sure that they thought about it. But they were like, ah, he's young. We're going to have to hold on to him. He's a good piece to build around. He's a solid guy that we can have the five. I like Nick Claxton, so I like that. But you cannot sit here. And give the Nets a D, and give your Spurs an A plus when they get Ow. pretty much the same stuff. I will say that I'm going to give the Spurs an A, yeah. ninety plus. They're going to get an A. I'm Damn just going right. to take them down down a level. It's just a level because you know you got it's it's future stuff. We don't know what they're going to do with it, but having a first round pick is almost invaluable these days because the amount of talent you can get in the first round throughout the entire portion of it is so above the second round talent that you just need everything you can get. And if you're a rebuilding team, the more of those you can get, the better you're going to be. So I have to give it an A. It is a great, great trade for a guy who had been shopped pretty much for the last two and a half months. Spurs did well. Matt, you can be proud. I didn't give, I didn't downgrade them and, and throw them together. the It was so, I still want to be like, they're an F, it's terrible. Why would you even do that? And just to see you melt, but I couldn't bring myself to do it.
1: You're goddamn right they get an A, Joe. You are goddamn right the Spurs get an A. Best organization in basketball still. I don't care what anybody has to say. I'm a big Popovich
2: fan, man. I love, I love, I love me some Big Pop guy. I love me, some, love I love pop. me some Pop. We love Pop.
1: And time. you're going to love Victor Wembanyama in that Spurs jersey, too. Yeah, if he, that's, if Detroit, that's if he doesn't end up in Detroit.
2: That's <laughs> if he doesn't end up in Detroit. Yeah, whatever, Detroit. <laughs>
1: And that's going to do it for the House Call Podcast today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Again, shout out to one of our sponsors, Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use our code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code, the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. We are also sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has the tickets for you. StubHub sports concert and theater tickets as low as $6. We got the NBA All-Star Game coming up. If you want to go to the All-Star Game, go on StubHub. They got some tickets for you there. Also, if you have a sports fan in your life, or if you are the sports fan in your life, then you need a good sport memorabilia site to get your sports merchandise. Sportsmemorabilia.com is the one stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a lot of Christmas gifts on sportmemorabilia.com. Wonderful website to get some sporting merchandise. And we also are sponsored by Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the world's only sport focused live TV streaming service with the top leagues and teams plus popular shows movies and news for the entire household no hidden fees get a free trial browse available plans i personally have used fubo tv i loved it you get tons of channels you get to watch tons of sports basketball college basketball football baseball anything you want to watch and please don't forget to like comment subscribe Tell us what we got right. Tell us what we got wrong. We appreciate all your feedback. Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the House Call Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. Go get our merch on our website, www.thehousecall.com. On our website, you can also meet the crew. We also got blogs up and going on our website as well. Go check everything out on our
2: website. And that's going to be it for us. Peace. Vegas Golden Knights are currently without a uh, stone. This is the second. Back surgery in the past two years, he is out indefinitely.